Hey folks, if you've gotten those hairs like a grown man should, get one of these Bushes Baked Beans branded oh my God. nose hair pluckers. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, you probably are, and that's why we like you. And you know what, folks? We're glad you joined us today. In fact, we're so glad we'll, we'll ding you. And if you want to get more dings, if you want to be on baller status, hit us up on patreon.com slash chillfiltered. In the meantime, if you don't have the gall to do that, hit us up on Instagram. Chat us up. And if you don't have the gall to do that, tell your friends. Here's a, pe- here's a penny for your hat. I'm yeah, like some sort and of- if you haven't got a penny, <laughs> no, hit us up. We, we, that's come Instagram up a few times. Sure. Yeah, it has. But hit us up on Instagram. Talk to us. We'd love to talk to you. Um, Cole, I, I've noticed we've gotten a few like YouTube comments, and I haven't replied oh, really? to any. Yeah, I just... and I, I need to be on I that. Just, yeah, I don't know. We just need... You could hit us up on YouTube on in the comment section. I see things... I will work I, on I getting back to those comments. Dude, I am... Yeah, and I the only reason I say this is because you need to, Cole, because y'all know I suck at communicating. I really do. I am in my own world, and I'm sorry... And I, it's hard. Hey. I, I read, I read something. I reply in my head, and I go, "I'll get to that later." And then I, mm. and my, I move on. So, but I'm you sorry. have a little bit more time lately. But you don't because now your daughters take up all your time. I should have more time. Oh, yeah. We'll see this summer. No, I'm excited for this summer because mm-hmm. this summer is it kind of like the twins are going to turn five in at the end wow. of the month on the thirtieth, and wow. they're at a point like even right now, like today, like I guess let's just get into the how am I doing? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling sick again man i can't yeah. i can't catch a break here like Cole's hey like, what do you better wanna... now than next week seriously yeah cole's like when do you want to record thursday or friday i'm like let's go friday because i'm sick again and that'll give me a little bit more time to recoup but like yeah uh, today was our last my last day on contract and if you can look if you're watching youtube you can see i am glistening i feel feverish but i came home like i left work early i'm, like, I'm done I, I just like i don't have I attended all the meetings I had to attend. I wore a mask when I was there because I was like, I don't want to get anybody else sick. Yeah. I don't want to ruin anyone else's summer. Um, came home, though, and I was like, girls, daddies. I tried to work out. It worked out for like, I started my workout. It was like five minutes. And I'm like, I can't. I'm, I, I'm yeah. burnt out. I can't do this. I was trying to be like, maybe, you know, sometimes like, like if I just move, I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it might be. But then I laid yeah. on the mats in my garage for about 20 minutes. And I'm like, this all workout right. is done. Yeah. Um and so I was like, girls, I, daddy, I just got to go lay down for a little bit. I took an hour nap, nice. which, and they were fine without me. Um, wow. I was like, if it, and so I'm like, it's a new era. I might have time to actually do things. I say that and I, I I'm like, but I know I'm probably not going to answer any communications because I suck at it and I'm sorry. So that's that. That's cool. And when do you leave for uh, Cancun? Cancun? Yeah. Uh, we just refer to it as not Virginia. Uh, so we're going to not Virginia. Uh, we leave. Yeah, I like, can't wait to leave for not Virginia. Mm, sorry. We, uh, <laughs> the 10th. we leave the 10th morning of the That's 10th. Cool. So, yeah. No, I actually. And I That's went a to, week I went from to, today. Is it? Oh, gosh. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I went and got an official COVID test, too, because last night I took a home one. And Chelsea's like, I think I see a fate line. I did. I'm sweating. I got to even wipe sweat off my head here. Yeah. I was like, I don't see. I don't. I can't see it. But that's like, what Heather said about mine. Fate. But I was like, there is zero line there. Yeah. So I went and took an official one, um, and I realized the ladies at uh, St. Luke's do a much gentler job on my nose than I do to myself. So I'm like, sure I always thought I like didn't do it aggressive enough. So I'm yeah. Just, I'm like <laughs> dying. I'm like. <laughs> 
So I figured out like there's a spot where I, if I do a test, there's mm-hmm. a spot where it doesn't tickle, but it's like deep in my brain almost where it doesn't yeah. tickle. I can barely feel it. It's like past the nose hairs, I think. I think that's the oh, problem. Man. But well, if only you grab those nose hairs with your handy dandy doodad. I can't remember. I, I, hey, folks, if you've got nose hairs <laughs> like a grown man should, get one of these Bushes Baked Beans branded. Oh my God. Nose hair pluckers. If we could like cross brand everything we rep, mm-hmm. it would be the best smoker ever. You would never have to yeah. leave. The best chirp smoker ever. A radius, a radius of ten feet from your smoker, because you'd have nose hair pluckers, you'd have bushy baked beans, you'd have chirp wheels, you'd have solo yeah. stoves. Oh man, you'd have Melinda's hot sauce all yeah. in reach. It'd be the best mm-hmm. thing ever. Yeah. But most of all, bushes baked beans. Seriously, and I don't have the bean cam up. I probably should have. But next next episode. Gosh, I'll tell you, I should because you know I do have time now. I have time now, right. and I should be able to set up. The bean I feel cam. better. Then want to get the bean cam up and running. No, that's cool. Right. Anyway, so you've that's done school. School's out, man. School. I don't got to give kids no more dirty looks. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's but, pretty uh, yeah, funny. I like that. Stuff. That was a very uh, clever joke. What you just said there. Oh, well, thanks, Cole. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you. Alice Cooper um, joke. So it's funny. So Mara, um, we've had some conditions on her being able to like have screens and do stuff. Totally. And she like in February was like, okay, you got to take care of these three things in your, in in school. No more dirty looks. And then you can have, uh, you can have your screens and stuff back. And so she's like, okay, I'll do it. And didn't do it. Didn't do it. And finally like procrastination kicked in. Like I was like, okay, honey, you're full on procrastination. What you haven't done anything. Cause it was like, this is like the beginning of the month. And I'm like, took all of April, like uh, most of May, the first two uh-huh. weeks of May, and she finally like contacted teachers about retaking tests and stuff. So she got them back. But this weekend, I don't think I sent you this picture. I meant to, but we're sitting on the couch and she's got her tablet out and she's watching YouTube. And I look over and guess what she's watching? Chill filter drink. She's watching chill filter drink along. But wow. she kept, she goes, Dad, what are you doing with your eyes? You keep looking left and right and left and right. I'm like, I'm. <laughs> it's theatrical, say- Amara. <laughs> I do get a little theatrical when you're doing history. I'll like make faces at myself, mm. but I, I think it's not theatric so much as narcissism where I, I'll look at myself, <laughs> then I look at Cole, then I look at me, then I look at Cole. I mean, like, I just, it's like having a mirror in the room. So, yeah. if, you, if you guys wonder why my eyes dart around, I'm not on meth. You're just looking at yourself. I'm just narcissistic. So, anyway, how you doing, man? You know, I'm still running a high right now of, uh, Oh, yes. So, so most most some people in the whiskey world know that Virginia started to do a very interesting way of releasing allocated bourbons and whiskeys to the public instead of like right when the and store opens. They... Crazy driving and road rage. Oh, straight up. No, there's I've heard of stories <laughs> where people almost got killed, uh, like coming into the parking lot. Um, oh, man. But I so what happens is they just they these these stores get bottles. And then they will like basically say to the store slash the public, hey, this store is now going to like sell all of their allocated products right now until they sell out of all the allocated products. And so if you're first to get there after the announcement is made, then you're lucky. And that was basically me today. I show up and I'm the first person there. I, I got it. I basically was home uh, after my work or drive home from work. And then I, before I even walked in the house, I get a, I get a notification. I'm like, it's 15 minutes away. Let me just book it. See ya. Uh, and so I, no, I booked it down to Hopewell, Virginia. And um, 
And I get there. I'm basically the first person there. And then uh, one guy is like, do you guys got any Weller? And they're like, let me check in the back. There's one more box back there with a few things. And they had like out in front, they had Buffalo Trace, Evil Rare, Blantons, uh, and even Very Old Barton, and even uh, 20, 2021 uh, Larceny Barrel Proof, which I already had a bottle of. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, um, from the back, they like go back and they're like, well, all we found was this Mictor's 10 Rye and an Elmer T. Lee. And, and I was thinking about getting the Elmer T. Lee, but the other guy that was up there with me was kind of eyeing it more than I was. I was like, I'll take the Mictor's 10 Rye. Um, I don't, I didn't, you know, we even reviewed that, uh, around January, the month of January, I think we released it. Um, and I didn't love Mictus 10 Rye, but it's a single barrel product. So they're always different. And I'll tell you this, I did love the first single barrel or Mic 10 Rye that I ever had. The, the most recent one was pretty good. Uh, so I'm excited. It's nice to have another one of those on my shelf at retail, especially. Um, so that's what I got. And you're only allowed to get one allocated bottle total. So you can't buy one of each or anything like that, which is great. That's in my when, opinion. like f- fluid mask mandates come in handy. Like you just got to run out of the car, throw on a pair of, a pair of glasses and a mask and come back in. Hello, I'm here for the other yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I'm here for one. Could have yeah. taken my shirt off and be like, yo, so I've, I've thought about that at times. Like, so Idaho, it's, you yeah. can get. I think now they just do two, but it used to be like you get one of each allocated item. Mm. Like, <clears throat> and I've always I thought of that where I'm like, I should just put in like a wig and a hat in my mm. car with a different shirt. Just glasses, yeah. Yeah. But I never did. I yeah, would just text I thought somebody about that I knew was nearby and be like, go to the liquor store right now, please. Hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. Or I would pay younger people that, remember I told you that? I was like, yeah, I saw this yeah. younger guy. Like, hey, I was like, I'm not I'm not hitting on you. Here's some money, though. And what I yeah. need is to do. Yeah. Get this Which is, I, I'm not against that. If I see someone who I think would be willing to do that and I have cash, I'll do it. I like, no doubt. For like 10 bucks, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll tip them, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's funny how it works. But I was very, I'm riding that high. I'm feeling good. Yeah, it's nice to um, get one. This past weekend, we went to Disney World. Disney mm-hmm. World was oh, yeah. uh, crazy. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I got sick as well, oh. um, but I tested three times, separate times, and no COVID, apparently. Heather got sick a little bit before we left, and she tested a few times and negative. So I assume she didn't get it from my dad slash my mom from we, what we talked about last slash episode. sister-in-law. No, your yeah. sister. Yeah, my sister. Mm-hmm. Her sister-in-law, my wife's sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, yeah, and the funny thing was, I think Amanda, my other sister, got it, and Kate got it. Um, everyone really? seemed to get it, but Heather had already had she, the Omicron yeah, variant, so I assume that's she just got something else. But she really wasn't sick; she was like scratchy throat for like a day or less. And I got like sick. I actually had worse symptoms than COVID. Yeah, uh, than I when I had COVID in January. Dude, there's a lot um, of cold, nasty colds going around. Yeah. There. No, I was like, I was like super sore and a runny nose, like, like constantly dripping nose. And Mm, I'm finally at the point where my nose is like, I can breathe through it, but it's a lot of like (laughs) leftover, um, phlegm and stuff like that. Oh man. People listeners right now are like, God, what am I, these two are, it's like, uh, you can take the snot queen. We're the snot queen. Heather. I, I told Heather, I was like, I got Miss Lippy. I was like, you think it's a little, but it's not. <laughs> and I was like, I got a bad snotty nose. 
And yeah, that's what I said. And it was sort of funny, but she didn't laugh. And hey, cool. Here we are. Huh? Is your nose running? Yeah. You better go catch it. Ah! Oh, man. Hey, have you started watching the new Stranger Things? No, I'm not interested anymore. What? Why? I I think it's cute. I think it's a cute show, and I don't think it's a good show. Like, I don't think it's a depthful show. I think it's cute more than anything else. When's the last time you watched? Uh, Season two. Okay. I mean, you don't have to watch season three to watch season four. Mm -hmm. There's nothing cute about season four, man. Season four kicks it up 20 notches. Like, we're watching it with Amara. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, what is it? Last fall, we we watched all the Stranger Things, or last summer, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all right, season four, here we go. You know, and, and like you expect this kind of like cute romp, like preteen thing. Like everyone's like, oh, oh it's a demogorgon. Oh, that's scary. So yeah. we're watching this one, and it's the first. And I'm like, I'm getting a little scared here. Are you okay, Mark? Yeah. Are, you, are you sure you're okay? And like next morning, I quiz I'm like, oh, just sleep, just sleep, just sleep. Okay, yeah. you're sleeping. Yeah, it's it's. I tell you, man, it's uh, it's that's it's good it's enough. I mean, horror. It, I. Like most people know, I cannot. I I can give up on a show like that. No, geez. And, um, that I can only do that things. on shows you recommend. Apparently, what's that? I can only do that on shows you recommend. Yeah, exactly. The dark, like Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders. and Dark. Yeah, Peaky. Does someone say Peaky Blinders? Ooh, foreshadowing. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's good. Anyway, how? Oh my gosh! And that picture you sent us of back in that little teal. Or you posted on Instagram. Oh my god! A little so teal cute. swimsuit, and her eyes are just beautiful. Oh, so cute. So I, so I think this is saying something about both of our daughters that I see half the time. I see one of my nieces a little bit in Beck, but the other half I see Juniper actually. Oh, I think she has similar <laughs> eyes to Juniper. She's um, they have a similar shaped face. Too, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I'm like, that's great because Juniper is uh, a cute little girl, and so so is Finley too. for sure. But they're very different, Finley and well, Juniper. The funny thing about Finley is we have no idea where she gets her looks from. Like we know what Juni's probably gonna look like Chelsea. Finley, we're like, I think I can see a little bit of you and June or in Finley. But that's a good. She's thing. emotional, you have very like nice me for sure. eyes and a kind I'm smile. A, I'm a very pretty boy. Yeah, as I've never been called. What did, what did you say last episode? I I think I did it on the. Uh, you're like. You're like, uh, oh, just cute, cute me or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, Disney was crazy. It's it's different when you go to Disney as a father yeah, versus apparent. if you just mm-hmm. go. Like, because Heather always took me, and we'd be like, oh, I gotta hit up this ride and this ride and this ride. Oh, and just... I knew that going in, um, but I also felt like um, there's a lot to think about. Like, and it's like more more than you think you think about you're like oh i gotta protect my daughter There's more than meets the eye yeah and and i gotta like go, go back rest. for naps and stuff <sighs> like that and just gotta like keep her in mind at every moment uh which yeah. is um different you know so and i was mm-hmm. zero relaxed in fact i was like i had like tension in my shoulders the whole weekend and that's um, tricky yeah so it was funny. Uh, the last time we went to Disneyland, the twins mm-hmm. were I think like two and a half or something like that. Yeah. And Amaro was what 10, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh the twins were sick. And it's so, like when you have twins, oh, no. it's like both parents have to take care of a twin, right? Yeah. And so we're taking like we'd got like we kind of tag team, try to get out as much as we could with nap time. And so then we went with my brother, both my brothers in law and their families. Mm-hmm. 
And Amara had the best trip ever because it was just us passing her between the in-laws. Like one uh-huh. family would go home for the nap and she'd go out with the other family and nice. that family come back for a nap. And like she was in the park, like oh, that's great. The whole day. Mm. It was pretty great for she loved it. But yeah, when you got kids, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you just gosh, it's yeah, nap time. We gotta schedule the nap. Yeah. Did you guys stay like on site? We were on the resort. Yep. That's so, nice. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't too hard to like drive home after that's relaxing. the way to do it. That's way the way to do it. So like yeah. when the twins were luckily we were like uh we were like on like it was just like there was an entrance from our hotel into the park. So it was like nice. It's like as soon as one of the kids was done, it's like let's just we're just gonna go right back, yeah, back to the hotel. And it was easy. Mm-hmm. But it was like if you were off site, gosh, it'd be it'd be tricky. Oh my goodness. I couldn't yeah. imagine. When I was a kid, I went, the only time I went without Heather was when I was a kid at about 13 and we stayed in like Kissimmee, which is like nearby. And it was like, yeah, you got to pack up everyone, put them in the car, get to the parking lot and then get like a little bus or like a little trolley thing from the parking lot to the entrance of the park. And it's just, there's a lot. And it's, I think, you know, they're killing it in terms of the parks because they're like so many, like all from someone told me, uh, or not even told me I was on like an elevator and someone was like, yeah, apparently all the parks, uh, like resorts are completely booked this weekend. And it was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but like they make a lot of money off of those parks. Oh my gosh. No and, kidding. Yeah. So well, the first time we went, Mar was like seven and we stayed mm. at a hotel that was maybe like a 15 minute walk. Mm. And, Chelsea ended up getting real sick that trip. Man, wow. we're talking a lot of sickness here. This is like, <laughs> Get down with the sickness. Oh, man. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> when she was old enough where it was like she only needed to take a nap because we, as an adult, I wanted to take a nap. And I was like, we're mm. just hot and tired. Let's just go back. Um, and that wasn't too bad at that age because it was just mm-hmm. you know quick walk and then we're back to the hotel. And But like when they're little, being on site is key i think yeah just that in and out like access yeah so but so and it sounds like heather said beck didn't really enjoy any rides Nah, she she yeah we did some of the kitty kind of hold your hold your baby in your lap rise and she was uh struggling like we did one and she was like space mountain dad what's that yeah next time we'll just answer this is for babies yeah Mm mm-hmm but we, yeah, she wasn't loving it, but, but still it was fun. And we like took a bunch of pictures with princesses. Like we got Belle and Aurora and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Jasmine. We got Jasmine. So cute pictures with Beck and the princesses. And and it was oh. just, I mean, like they, it's not all about the rides at Disney World. So there's a lot of other things. But oh, yeah, it's, it was good. It's magical. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then this weekend, the only thing I'm looking forward to, or the big thing I'm looking forward to, is we're doing our first swim lesson with Beck. Oh, nice. So, one of those baby swim lessons. So should be fun. That's great. I'll let you know Good how it goes. Deal. Good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But on this episode, what? we are drinking uh, Silverback Alpha Series Bottled and Bond Corn Whiskey. So that's what we're drinking today. And and it's we've done Silverback a few times. But let's before I talk about the whiskey, do you want to say anything before we send it to break? Crayons are for babies. Um, and keys, jingly keys are for babies too, mm-hmm. but not for Batman. Um, so let's send it to break and uh, we'll be back. We'll talk. Um, 
Silverback and Christine Riggleman and all those fun things. And shout out to Bryce Marita. But before we do any of that stuff, here we go to break. And we are back from break. It was a good break. A beautiful walk. Chill break. A nice walk. A nice almost summer walk because it is oh, early yes. June. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, like I said, we are drinking uh, Silverback, uh, Blackback, Sour Mash Corn Whiskey of their Alpha Series. It's bottled in bond. Um, and of course, it's 100 proof. And it's got some other things to it. But before I get to what makes this whiskey special, we'll talk a little bit about silverback now we've had two episodes in -hmm. which we drank um silverback already we had i believe it was episode uh 99 just about 106 episodes ago we drank the blackback uh bourbon the Mm -hmm. straight bourbon and then i actually wasn't able to figure out i i forgot to write it down but we we also drank their the christine riggleman reserve reserve um, which was i uh, I actually remember those two things nice yeah yeah because you were part of both of them blackback was really good and nice mm-hmm. for a smaller distillery silverback was like junipery like the most gin-like bourbon we've ever had i remember yep and riggleman was okay oh no no, that's what i meant riggleman was the Riggleman one. was junipery was okay. the the cedary well, blackback like... was a good bourbon yeah, yeah. and riggleman mm-hmm. was it was all right it yeah was what you we know expected. i I yeah, high respect for it. Um, especially that it's a you know a release, a special release one. Um, but I yeah, I forget what the cost was. I actually wrote it down. No, it's a hundred and twenty-five per bottle. Oh, hundred twenty-five for the Christine Riggleman. But um, yeah, but it's At least that one wasn't. And I, I think they're getting special? better. I would assume uh, this uh, like that is getting better. I you know I I like the standards enough where. If it's special and you're one of those people that likes to buy special things and you get excited about getting a special bourbon, it's worth a shot, I think. Yeah. Real quick shout out to Bryce Marita, B-side, uh, because so Bryce is a baller. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to shoot my last uh, Yeah, what are your, what's your entry buzz there? So speaking of Bryce Marita... I have a two-part, um, two-part entry buzz. One is the uh, Lehigh Valley Bourbon Drinkers uh, uh, barrel pick mm-hmm. that I was finishing up the last of that. But before I was drinking the Lehigh Valley Bourbon Drinkers, um, did I say Levi? Lehigh. You did. Yeah. Um, you got it right the first time, though. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Lehigh Valley. Yeah. So before I drank that, I was drinking a uh, pour that was uh, given to me from Miles Ferguson, another one of our Patreon hey, supporters. Miles. Uh, and, and that Friggin. was the Lafroy, not the Lafroy, no, no, Lafroy Lore, Lore. So, uh, ooh, Lore was delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and the uh, LVBD um, one was pretty good too. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, shout out to that guy, and Bryce. And you know, shout out to his uh, two sons because he has two sons, and they're both amazing. Confirmed. And I'm sure going to be fantastic little Maritas. And, um, I, you know, it's going to be a fun episode today because 
here's the thing about the silver bag is that we've done two episodes on them already and there's not a lot of details that we haven't done already christine so i'm going to cover some of those details uh and i do think uh, like to, to be honest i do think it's important to cover uh as much as we can for small distilleries because our listeners might really want to try these cool not really known distilleries out there and we're happy to you know fill in that history uh so that people can try out these new distilleries because i do believe in small business and i do believe that we should be supporting small business and silverback is growing and i like that so anyway um, to add to that though uh you know you can you can get your virginia's release super hard to get commemorative or i don't know whatever like whatever like you could hunt all day for Blanton's, get all, just drink Blanton's because yep. you drove where, around. But you know what? Uh, there's a lot of other really good whiskey out there. Yeah, true. So, and heck, this might be the one today. This, this might be the be best the bourbon we've ever, or the best corn whiskey you know we've what? ever had. I think on top of that too, whiskey mm-hmm. is what you make it. There's the memory to it too, right? Yeah. So like, you know what? Like grab a bottle from some smaller distillery yeah. and make a memory. And make a memory. Yeah, go out to the desert, dig some holes, pour that whiskey in that hole, and drink from that hole. There you go. Yeah. And you'll say to yourself, oh, what, when, what whiskey would you choose comes up of what whiskey tastes exactly. best in a desert dug in hole? You'll know what it is. Yeah. So, Silverback Distillery started about <laughs> seven or eight years ago by Christine Riggleman herself. Um, they have Hooch actually, Mama. The thing is, yeah, what'd you say? Hooch Mama, you got it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, so uh, and the, what is what does she refer to her daughter as? Um, baby Hooch, Hooch. baby. Oh, baby, yeah, baby <laughs> Hooch, uh, which is Lauren Riggleman. But anyway, uh, she started it, and they have two locations on the East Coast. There's one in Afton, Virginia, not far at all from where I live. In fact, a week or so ago, I was like right down the road from them. Um, and uh, yeah, a week and a half ago. No, was it a week ago? Crap. No, no, it's two two weeks from today. Anyway, uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains uh, is right where that is, and then the other one's in East Stroudsburg, which is in the Pocono Mountains. So big mountain towns, or at least Appalachian mountain towns, um, and East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. So uh, anyway, she was inspired by a trip to Ben Nevis Distillery, uh, which was the only distillery she hit up while she was in Scotland, and she was like, "I want to start a distillery," and so she did. And uh, she was inspired, uh, and basically her and Lauren, Baby Hooch, uh, got it going. And they named it after her husband's nickname, which was Silverback, because he had graying hair and uh, a few other things. But um, Lauren, Baby Hooch. A few other things were hairy. Yeah. No, no. He had had (laughs) Silverback, if you know what I'm saying. No, I don't know. I forget what the other things were. I wrote them down. Um, Silverbutt? Silver butt. <laughs> uh, Lauren is actually a professor of distillation, uh, okay. and and she uh, went to Harriet Watt University for brewing and distilling. After going to UVA undergrad, go who's uh, my who's wife is a who, uh, but they they have a good few products. Uh, one is called Barangay Vodka, which is uh, like the Latin word I believe for uh, gorilla. Um. Strange Monkey Gin. They have a Blackback Rye Whiskey, a Blackback Honey Rye Whiskey, a Blackback Sour Mash Whiskey, a Blackback Alpha Series, which is apparently their barrel-proof products, but that doesn't uh, 
jive with what we're drinking today, which is not a barrel proof product, even though it is the Alpha Series product. Um, they have their barrel aged gin. Uh, they have the bourbon, blackback bourbon, and blackback moonshine, one fifty one proof. And then, last of all, Christine Riggleman Reserve. Uh, one of the funny things I appreciate about Christine Riggleman, who I've talked to a little bit, is that um, she knows, or she she's got some like, uh, I guess I don't want to sound rude. Um, but she is one of, or her daughter, Lauren is the youngest female master distiller. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but it's also like, if you're working in distillery and you're appointed to be a master distiller, it's kind of self-appointed. I don't know. That's my thing. And then the Christine Riggleman reserve. You are, you are a math, math minded man. I am true. And qualifiers kind of get are in math Mm -hmm. but then even the christine riggleman reserve is the only whiskey named after a female master distiller that's fine no no, that's cool yeah here's my thing yeah do it yeah no no and that's the thing yeah like it i i'm not against uh, it i just don't like with self-esteem at times and you know what gosh darn it I'm the best looking man. Yeah. The address I live at wearing yeah. a Seahawks hat right yeah. now. No, I'm 100%. the best. No yeah. doubt. I think no you could can, be a no model out of me. that subset of people. Yes. I am yeah. the best looking man. You could be a billionaire in no, terms of how good looking you are out of that subset well, of people. Well, I, I think I could be the richest man. Yeah. In that subset. I yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. No. Yeah. But I'm fine. I'm cool with that. I'm fine. Like yeah. if you got these qualifiers, that's great. I love qualifiers. Apparently, there's only one Cole Seabald in the world, so far really? as Google knows. There's there's and, like one other Robert De, Robert Dudlow, oh, really? and he's mm-hmm. a farmer in California. And I've always thought like he's like Southern California or something like that. I'm like oh, somebody I have to reach out to this guy. You should, so. and you should probably uh, pull a the, shout out to Bryce Marita again because Bryce is probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking uh, of that the one with Jet Li. Where you basically gotta kill yourself <laughs> in every universe and then div- and then absorb their power, basically. But don't do so that. That's, that's, a, that's the one's premise, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, no, hundred percent. That's a very Highlander thing. What's Highlander? But like Highland you've whiskey. The, you've never seen the Highlander? No. Mm-mm. You've told me about him once. Or the show. I mean, I don't think you need to watch the Highlander, but I think like movie wise, you kind of have to watch it. Like it's a movie, it's not a show. There was a show, I'm sure. I think there was a show, but nice. the Highlander was pretty synonymous with yeah. Culture basically, stuff. there's 125 universes in the like multiverse, and then Jet Li has himself in every universe, and he starts to be able to uh, multi-universe travel, and mm-hmm. then the bad Jet Li goes to a bunch of universes and kills himself, like 120 of himself. Um, and then they, they like the inner inner universal police basically are like getting on them. And then there's good Jet Li in one of the universes who's one of the last left, but he too has absorbed the power of all the dead Jet Lees in all the other universes. And it's just it's just pure, just like the best scene is when he fights himself. It's just incredible, yeah. Which it goes back into self-esteem. Like you only really yeah. gotta fight your own demons, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it all comes full circle. Just qualify yourself. You are the 
you should be very proud of who you are. And I really mean that. Like More there's than that, a lot of good things going on listener, at Silverback Distillery. You are the best there is of yeah, who you are right you. now in the entire universe. You ever read uh, are you ever you ever do you ever watch the um... I've read before. Okay, cool. No, that's enough said. Cool. <laughs> no, um the actual documentary of uh Mr. Rogers. Um would you be my it's like with LeVar Burton? It's not the one like, with I've, Tom Hanks. It's like I've, actual documentary. Oh, it's a documentary. I've not watched. Yeah. Read or watched? Documentary. Yeah, I watched. Watch. Uh, but I was I, I, I don't know why I said read. I have not, no. But I've listened to the LeVar Burton narrated, which is amazing. Nice. Biography of Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Dude. And he's like he like tells you know, these kids, he's like, It's you I like. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, your fancy chair. Of this kid who has got a, a nice wheelchair. It's not your hair. It's you I like. And I'm like, mm. he is pretty phenomenal man. He is. Like, really. No, is. Like, like, he came from a very wealthy family. Did he? I didn't know that. He did a very wealthy family. And yeah. his he was like, was like a, a Presbyterian uh, pastor or something for a little bit. He might have been. But he yeah. was like, it's like, I just want to impact children and I want to yeah. make sure everyone's taken care of. Like, a very, yeah. So he's a pretty cool yeah. dude. He's yeah. a cool dude. And I think some of the some of the founding moments of this podcast talk about how much me and Adam used to like um uh Mr. Rogers. So anyway. Okay, uh, yeah, what we're we doing today. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going all over. Uh Silverback, Blackback, Sour Mash Corn Whiskey, Alpha Series. Uh 100 proof bottle and bond, four years old, minimum. Uh, so it is the minimum four years needs to be the minimum of a bottled and bond product and hundred proof needs to be the proof of a bottled and bond, bottled and bond product. From what I've read, this is the first bottled and bond product that Silverback put out at these, okay. these days. They also have a, these days, um, these days, these <laughs> oh, 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 you didn't mean that. Oh, nice. Um, but they uh, also do a bourbon. They do a bottle and bond bourbon these days. And they've been around long enough to be able to pull off a product like that. Uh, but there is, uh, this is from the first batch of the Alpha Series corn whiskey. So the last thing I got to say is that it, it's funny that their first bottle and bond product is a corn whiskey. And uh, most people will put out like a bourbon or a rye. Um, but uh, they obviously lost or like you would expect them to have a bourbon but they obviously missed some of the requirements to be a bourbon so one of those requirements might have been charred oak barrels uh it might have been um corn content even though corn content is not a problem if you call it corn whiskey it's probably going to be more than half corn uh but there might have been some flavoring aspects to it uh there might have which is not allowed in bourbon and what else it could have been my thought my my guess is that it had to do with the um charred oak barrels that they maybe didn't use new american not new american new charred oak containers um but um yeah because like if you're gonna make a bottle and bond there's got to be something that throws it off from being a bourbon especially for a corn whiskey that's all i'm gonna say uh, okay. hunter proof like i said uh bottle or to get a bottle uh i didn't find that on the website i forgot to ask bryce but i'm gonna guess it's around 50 for 30 to 50 dollars for this bottle yeah i feel like i did a terrible job 
based on the history that I had prior. Well, episodes, last, so. the last time we had, we didn't, you had the, we got contact to her. To yes. Mama herself. And she was but great getting back thing, to us. It's like, we've asked, like, like, I don't know what more she could say. I mean, I could have asked yeah. about the bottle like in general. Bottle. Yeah. Which, yeah. But, uh, I, we've gotten a lot from her. And even both last episodes, we talked to Hooch Mama. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and I'm I like, will say, yeah. as far as reaching out to people, uh, Christine Riggleman and Fawn Weaver. Like, we didn't talk to Fawn Weaver, but Fawn Weaver, well, we did. Like, we messaged Fawn and she messaged us with that's right, like contact information for like the that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to say, female fe- distillers, distillers man, killing it. They're better than me for sure. They actually co- talked back to you. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so good on them. Yeah, are we so, ready? So let's let's uh, let's drink this stuff. I got my two professional uh, wonders of whiskey glasses, and I'm ready whistle. to pour this corn whiskey. So when I was I was getting ready to pour, and it annoys me when the little plastic top and the sample bottle sticks in Dang. there. Then, it, then something happened. Listen, a mild pop, you a cork pop, pop. Yeah. <laughs> a plastic pop. Yeah, a plastic cork pop. Oh man! Uh, but you know, to have Ooh. a what did we? Melicorn's probably eighty proof, right? I'd say it's somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So having a bottled and bond corn whiskey is something special. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> um, I have high hopes. High hopes. I'm not gonna not gonna come in thinking this is gonna be some subpar whiskey. I think this is gonna be good. No, I will say in general, corn whiskey is something like you gotta like, or you either you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot in between. So I'm getting notes of like caramel corn. Good, yes. There's a lot of sweetness. I think it's pretty vapory right off the the bat. A little bit. The, the more you inhale and kind of get but not like to it, it's not vodka as much. vapory. No, I'm getting like it's definitely corn. It's a corn whiskey for sure. Yeah. Um get a little bit of frosted flakes is what I'm getting. Hmm. So so we're both sick. They're both recovering. <laughs> Did we talk about that yet? No. Okay, um, we should probably go into another yeah, 50 so How are you feeling sick, Robbie? No. Oh, um, a little feverish. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, so don't take our word completely for this one. This is an episode where we're both, uh, what's the word, uh, compromised. Um, yes, so um, try it yourself. Buy some Russians. silverback. Oh, compromised whiskey. physically. Yes, health wise. Yes. No, I'm not a spy. No, I'm not never been. I'm getting a little bit of corn, like cornflakes. It's a sweet. It's a it's a light sweetness. It's not as um corn syrupy, right? Like sometimes Mm. a a corn whiskey is like super corn syrupy, very Mm. sweet, full full on like corn note. This Mm. is just kind of more. It's a little bit lighter, a little vapory up front, but then it kind of you know the more you sniff it, get those vapors out of out of your bulbous glass hole. Uh, Mm. I'm getting a a light sweetness, so I'm gonna go for it. So I just took a sip. Mm. It's good. It's sweet. I think that the frosted flakes or whatever you were saying shows up a lot um, on the palate. I think that's actually for, front or forward kind of note there, front and center kind of note. Um, oh, but it's good. It's good. Um, there's nothing about it that I'm like, this is bad. But there's nothing about it that's like this is incredible, um, okay. which is actually a good good medium. I, I would think say about because, it like this though: like, yeah. what corn whiskey have you had that's as good as this? That's a good question. Like, compared to corn whiskey, now I sip it, 
hold it when I'm holding it in my mouth. It's it's kind of got like a like I mentioned like a, I don't know if this is something I'm just getting lately. This might be my new latex, mm-hmm. but it's got like a tanginess to it. It's just nice. it's it's pleasant in the mouth, but it's got a little bit of something there. Um, yeah, and then when I swallow it. It, I'm getting a slight bit of bitterness. Then it turns into a very warm, and I don't know what no like, like a corn pop almost. Like it, it's kind of like a, a little nuttier, but yeah, sweet, nutty's like good word. Corn. So I don't know. Mm. Like I, this as far as corn whiskeys go, it is really good. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it brings out the flavor of a of a like it brings out the strength of a corn whiskey because one, it's underproof. Two, it's four years aged. Uh, which can definitely develop some good flavor. Um, I got to pour a little more. No, I don't need to, but uh, I'm going to drop some water in it. But I don't think this mm. will be ruined by water, to be honest. Dude, second sip, bitterness isn't there as much. This is like a good corn like corn pop, man. Yeah. I'm, I, this is, might be my good new point. favorite corn whiskey. Yeah, I like this a lot. Like, um now, now that being said, we all know my love for Platte Valley corn whiskey. That's this, true. this though, like if I was just a sip to enjoy, not for a memory, not to go out to a desert, dig a hole, pour some whiskey, in, and drink it out of the hole. Yeah. This is a freaking good corn whiskey. I like this a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's That's got a good a, point. It's full though. It's like a full. It's not. It's, it's got something going on. Like it's not. It's not light. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's which it's, is what you normally get from a corn whiskey. It's full body. Like corn whiskey, flavor. you kind of get more like an ethanol, like moonshiny mm-hmm. um, product. But this is mm-hmm. not that. It's I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some water. It's, I I haven't really note uh, gave some mm. notes on the on the nose, but the palate it definitely brings out a little more of that corn pops. Um, which is a good note. I like corn pops, mm. like with a little milk in it, not like just straight throwing corn pops in your mouth mm. without milking them down. I nose wise, there it was killed. Like there, like the sweetness mm. wasn't there. Like nose, I wasn't getting it with water. Feels a little hotter with the the water in it on the palate. Like it definitely oh, yeah. can tell this is more is bonded. You can tell it's a higher proof. Um, it's a little there bit is of a like, change in flavor that I don't love. There is I couldn't. And I think it's just it goes a little a more that earthy it. range. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's I don't not know if it's bad. It's just not better. Yeah, to me. But it might. That be being bad. said, sure. we've had a lot of things go earthy on us lately. So I don't know. Maybe that's our collective latex note. We, mm-hmm. um, it's not bad with water. I don't think it's better. If I'm not going to drink water. it with water for from now on. Yeah, <laughs> I I really I do enjoy it neat though. So far, neat neat's got a beat. Yeah, neat's got a beat. It's got a beat. It's got a beat. Yeah, neat's got a beat. <laughs> All right. Giving it the old spin J with oh, some ice. I spit it out all. I spit the grenade out with the pin. <laughs> oh man! Another, another, another round. Poof! Fire in the hole. Ah. All right, man. It's really cold. Yeah, dig. You never know where these things are gonna go. 
You never know. But usually they're cold. I didn't, I, looking back at the earth, like with the reminiscent taste in my mouth from the water pour, I did not like the water pour. Yeah. It definitely turned. I don't think it was, I don't think it was bad. I didn't like it. And that's okay. I think, uh, Neat was much better though. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Comparing, you know, so far comparing it to like your favorite whiskey, it's probably not that. I think, you know, raw condition more towards like bourbons or, you know, scotches or mm-hmm. rye. But as far as a corn whiskey goes, this is so far, I'm, I'm interested to see what the water, the ice does. But mm-hmm. so far compared to regular corn, like it's pretty dang good. It's not super. The nose is kind of absent a little bit with ice. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a fruity note. Kind of a general apple, peach, pear kind of note. You know, I can... Uh, you say peach, pear. I can kind of see that. I'm not really getting that, but it... Well... Just kind of a bright fruit. It's kind of... it. it you know, I think peach, pear is like a good way to put it, where it's kind of like a... It goes that direction a little bit where I think of like drinking like a peach pear. Like, I don't know, maybe it's power suggestion, but like you say peach pear, I can see where it goes that way with mm-hmm. just the flavor profile in general. I don't know if that's, yeah. it's necessarily peach pear, but I think of like a, a blended juice where you yeah. kind of get some fruitiness to yeah. it. Um, it's There's definitely a sweetness there. It's mm-hmm. enjoyable with ice, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better than with water so far. Yeah, but it's got like, I think that whatever nutty kind of note Mm-hmm. Come like lingers on the back end there a long time. I'm getting no bitterness. I'm not getting any. Bitterness a lot more either. oak with the ice pour. Uh-huh. Personally, yeah, there's a little bit more oak there, and it's not like I think it's it's a faint oak though. It's not over oaked. Yeah, this is yeah, interesting. I like this. I this yeah. is uh, I don't even know what what a step down from a hubba to what is, but like I'm I'm pleasantly surprised hubba by this. What? No, it's still hubba to who? Hubba to how? Hubba to where? Hubba to why? Hubbada and sometimes why? Hubbada I. E O U. Yeah. Anyway, this I'm pleasantly surprised. Like it's uh Yeah, I prefer it's, it's, it. This is probably this the best water. sipping corn whiskey I've ever had. Like it's really good for corn whiskey. Yeah, it's got some flavor to it. Ah. <laughs> I am much more sold on this than you are, I can tell that much. I think I have a rating though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a rating? I I can get there. You why don't you go first? So here's my rating. It's a seven point nine. Not quite eight, but respectable. I still feel like this corn bottled and bond whiskey is something special. Uh especially yeah. for a bottle or especially for a corn whiskey, but also for a small distillery. I think they're doing something great here. They they make their own stuff. They're not sourcing. And to be able to make a corn whiskey bottled and bond is something special. Something great. Something impressive. Uh, so I think um, I don't love it, but I don't not like it. Would I buy a bottle? Probably not. But I think it's worth trying. So that's all I got to say. 7.9. So if I was to rate it. I thought you were about to say, if I was deranged. 
What would you do if you were deranged, Robbie? That should be our what I whiskey was would you choose this week. If you were deranged, what whiskey would you drink? Hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I'd lick it off an oak tree. Um. Yeah. If as far as corn whiskeys go, if this was, if I was just rating it as corn whiskeys, I'm going nine point eight. Like it, nice. as far as a corn whiskey goes, this is really good. Yeah, really. Um. Like a corn whiskey with no sentimental value, but yeah. as far as like just as a whiskey, um, there's a little bit of like it gets close to hub and wet where it's like oh, okay, there's a lot going on like the age mm. statement, uh, being bottled and bond. Like I don't I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, you're the expert, Cole. I don't know of any other corn whiskeys that kind of get in this realm. Nothing I can think of for that range. Um, but uh, I think I'm gonna go straight eight. Like I really nice. like this. I would sip this. I like close. it a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I think like. Um, you know, we were talking to Ben Klepsig a while ago just about um, using like a mellow corn or something. I, I would prefer yeah. using this in like yeah. a What was that? It was for a, um, a honey or what is it? A bee? Uh, Wasp. Crap. What was, what was the uh, uh, Ooh, gold rush? Think... Gold rush. Gold what? A gold rush cocktail, which is in, it's basically a whiskey sour with uh without uh what do you call it without uh egg white and with um honey instead of sugar syrup yeah no, i think this this would be great in a cocktail i like yeah. a lot so this is good yeah. good on you hooch mama christine hooch yep. mama so i hope yeah, they listen i hope they tell all their friends I and and i hope they're proud of what they're doing because actually this is for a small distillery this is prime stuff so for a corn whiskey this is superb yeah so sure. um yep i guess that settles it for uh the tasting and the rating let's send it over to one of our favorite segments of this darn tootin show we like to call whiskey world news <laughs> And we're back. This is part of the show where we read an article. We talk about it. We didn't write it. We're just going to talk about it. We're going to read it. Here we go. And this comes from, like, I feel like we get whiskey washed a lot and Gear Patrol a lot. This one comes from the Gear Patrol. It's written by nice. Tyler Chin and it's titled A New Bushmills Whiskey Made for Fans of Peaky Blinders. Nice. The Peaky Blinders gang. Yeah. We're. Wait a minute. Did we already mention Peaky Blinders? Foreshadowing. Full circle uh, may not be real, but that hasn't stopped the show's fictional company, Shelby Company Limited, from breaking through the screen to collaborate with le- legendary Irish whiskey brand Bushmills on a whiskey that celebrates the popular show. Ahead of Peaky Blinders' final season, or airing on Netflix in the U.S. on June 10th, Bushmills has released P- Bushmills Prohibition Recipe Irish Whiskey. The whiskey release follows the announcement earlier this year that Bushmills would be the official whiskey brand of Peaky Blinders, which puts an end to the other Peaky Blinders whiskey brand, I am sure. Yeah, uh, that was my me talking. I wrote yeah. that and I read, I didn't that. read it. I thought that, uh, which had featured vintage style <laughs> bottles of Bushmills as a prop. Whiskey plays a huge role in the show, so it makes sense for Bushmills to want to release a whiskey for fans to sip as the final season makes it the US premiere. The bottle yeah. itself's limited edition offering is a rec- re- recreation, not recreation, recreation not recreation of 1920s style Bushmills bottle featuring a blue tinted glass and a visible cork lid. Leader nice. of the Peaky Blinders, Tommy Shelby. Otherwise known as the actor Shelby. Killian, uh, is it Killian, Killian Cole? Mm-hmm. Stillian Murphy Killian. has his headshot feature prominently on the label, making this bottle feel like it was stolen off the Peaky Blinder set. 
Um, the 92 proof aged whiskey is a blend of 90 proof whiskey is a blend of ex bourbon barrel aged whiskeys that were aged between three to five years as a non chill filtered. Hey, that's not the, that's name, the of name of the podcast. As a weightier mouthfeel that also packs extra flavor. Some prominent notes are we're not going to say because what if we drink it later and we don't want to taint our, our, that's our minds true. here. We haven't ever had Bushmills on the podcast yet. No, golly, well, we'll have to do that. Yeah, anyway, the bottle is priced at $46. Cole, any thoughts? I like this. I am intrigued by this. You know, we had that one episode on Peaky Blinders whiskey, and it was like not like associated with the show, uh, but this one seems to be associated with the show, which it I dig. Yeah. Uh, the other one was kind of like a nod trademark Marcus. issue or something like that. Yeah. The wor- um, and I, I had the love that Irish whiskey. whiskey. The working? What's that? Zombies? I have the working dead zombies. That's, that's yeah. a knockoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, the zombies like working, not walking. Yeah. Yeah. Zombies yeah, anyway. work. But I am intrigued to try this one. Uh, listeners, if you come across it, let us know. Uh, I like Bushmills. Bushmills can make some really good Irish products. I don't know if I've ever um, had Bushmills. You never had Bushmills. Bushmills can be good. I don't know if I have. Um, I don't think so. I had a Bushmills. Uh, I forget what the variety was, but it was like a, um, it had a date to it. It was like 17 something or something like that. And it was very good. Uh, and Bushmills is a great Irish company. Uh, I love Peaky Blinders and I would love to try this whiskey. So that's all I got to say. And watch okay. Peaky Blinders and tell me you like it. I do nice. need. I think what I need to do is just start from the beginning because, like, yeah. I used to be into it, and then just I just, just didn't watch, watch it, it. Hey, skip Cancun, come to Virginia, we'll watch it all together. Easy. No one's going to Virginia. I know. I'm sorry. No, I think I no. I need to load up and rewatch because I remember liking it, and I remember watching it. It made me want to drink, drink copious amounts of whiskey, smoke a lot, copious amounts of booze and backhand people who don't respect me and um slice them with your peaky hat yeah um no i think it's cool i am down for i am a sucker for crossovers right yeah um, like alan iverson crossovers oh man i'm a sucker who oh man now you got I, never mind i i was about to tangent and try ankle to breaking and crossovers Gosh, the killer crossover. Who had the killer crossover? Probably Alan. Iverson. Oh, it was the Duke guy. What is his name? Oh, Grayson Allen. No, no one likes Grayson Allen. I know, right? What Grant Hill. Grant Hill with guy. the killer crossover. Man, who? Grant. Grant Hill. Early nineties. Okay. Nice. He was a teammate of Christian Leitner and the Duke. Nice. 90. Did he make it to the NBA? He. Oh, Grant Hill for sure did. He played for Orlando and nice. the journeyman. After that, he was also in the Olympics. The journeyman. Part of the dream team. I believe he was nice. part of the dream team. The nice. killer crossover. And I'm hoping it's Grant Hill. I'm pretty sure it's Grant Hill. Someone nice. will correct me. I don't know anyway, about basketball. I am... Except for Grayson Allen. And I hate that guy. Gosh. He's like he's the equivalent of uh, uh, Connor McGregor. McGregor. He's not uh, Connor Gilbert. You know, I don't know. I, I don't have time to follow the like. I pick and choose what I'm able to follow. Yeah, but I remember when he was at Duke, he had such a punchable face, like you just wanted to like. Oh my goodness! Like he would like trip people. Oh, he was. Punk. Well, he was. I think part of it too, though, like if he was at some like blue collared school, 
Yeah. He might be like the hero. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But he's like, you're this elitist. He's a Duke. Like the, they win like every third year for the, you know, NCAA tournament. And then they go, <laughs> let's go watch the polo match. Man. And you think to yourself, I ain't never been to a polo match. Yeah. And you want to punch Grayson Allen in the face. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, hey, you know what? Yeah. I, uh, why don't you talk about people you want to punch in the face? Well, I pull up last week's What Was You Choose. Okay. Uh, Next I person totally I want to punch in the face is, um, uh, what's his name? That guy from, um, I don't so think he's that podcast. funny. Seth Rogen? Really? You don't like Seth Rogen? I just don't think he's that funny. He... I think he's like, it's like uh, in, um, in what's it called? Uh, I think Family he... Guy, where he's like, he talks about the Godfather, and he's like, it just assumes itself. That's what I think about Seth Rogen. Is like, he just assumes himself. Like, he assumes I... he's funny. As an actor, I don't think he's that funny. I think okay. as a writer, okay, I haven't seen his writing. He writes, so maybe I'm he wrong. writes pretty well. Didn't he do? He did like super bad. Like he wrote super bad. Right? Was, so he wrote some. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, I think as a writer, he might be funny. Although the American nice. Pickle, I thought was fu- kind of funny. I actually did appreciate American Pickle to an extent. Yeah, I I, I don't think he's great. Yeah, but he but assumes himself. He's but if he's your, I think he's a lot of people's cup of tea. Okay. Good All right, so last week Not we said, what that. whiskey are you giving to your enemy? Which might be Seth Rogen. Yeah. And Cole went with uh, Black Maple Hill, Oregon Rye. I went with Long Branch. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he won. Because I was mad at Cole for saying your mama jokes during our last drink along. Yeah. And I did win 53% yeah. to 47 How much? 53 47 53 to 47 So it was pretty wow, close. Was close. Yep. Uh, just a couple write-ins. And two of them, Brian Rapp and what a baller. 518, Miles Ferguson. Both ballers. Both both went with Floki, all right. Nice. And, oh, actually, and also Bryce Maria went with Floki. Nice. Right? Like everyone's like, oh, you're my enemy. Smoke. Here's a little bit of sheep poo. Yeah, which I can respect. Yeah. Um, and then Ben Klepsig, Mad Dad Marketer, something flavored that peanut butter one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, what although they call that again, if you listen. Uh, Butternut. Its name's Butternut. Say its name. No, that's oh uh, crap. Uh, geez, Louise. Screwball. Uh, screwball. Yeah. Screwball. Yeah. Um, but then again, like if you're listening to this podcast and you gave your enemy, like if you're listening to this podcast and you're yeah. to this point of the podcast after we've talked about everything we've talked about, your certainly name name is not Steve or Mitzelprick. Yeah. If you've listened this long and you give your enemy. Screwball, they're probably like, this is the best whiskey I've ever had. Yeah. Right? Because you are a whiskey connoisseur on some level. It's no peanut buttery. I want to see cold butt chug this. Like, that's what your enemy would say. You're into that. Hop on patreon.com slash chill (laughs) filter. That was last week. This week, do you remember what we were going to say this week? Oh, we were going to say Peaky Blinders. What makes you want to. What show makes you want to drink? Or TV show, movie. What TV show or movie is like you? You watch it and you think to yourself, "I gotta have a drink in my hand. I gotta yeah. be sipping some whiskey while I watch this." So, what show are you watching, and what does that show make you want to drink? Which whiskey does it make you want to drink? Cool. What do you so, think? So, if if we're talking about shows that like make us want to drink, I'm gonna say Lost, okay? Because um, that show was the worst ending that could ever happen to any type of show that had a great beginning. Uh, and it makes me want to drink out of sadness rather than Ooh. joy or inspiration. So what would I drink 
to while watching Lost. So, you know, you took this a different direction than I did. Yeah. Because, like, when originally we were talking about Peaky Blinders, it made me think, like, okay, I'm watching Peaky Blinders. They're drinking yeah. this. That makes me want to drink that. But you yeah. took it in a way, like, I have to drink to soothe myself. Yeah. To cope. Because Lost... I okay. didn't watch TV for four or five years after Lost ended. Since like, instant. Not a, not a show. Not a, not yep. a Okay. Because I just had trust issues. And when I have trust issues, I drink Weller Special Reserve. <laughs> Because you can't not trust that kind of bottle. Do you have trust issues? Yeah. If so, yeah. I yeah. suggest you become a liquor head for Wellers. Yep, exactly. So okay. hop on that train and you'll never let go. All right. And when don't I think watch of... Lost or you'll become an alcoholic. <laughs> when I think of uh, shows that make me want to drink, especially if I'm thinking like a particular brand of whiskey, uh-huh. um, I think of Goodfellas. Nice. And I With think Ray Liotta. Uh-huh. Oh, that was sad, wasn't it? That was sad. Maybe you should B-movie with Ray Liotta. He was in B-movie. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. But what scotch do they drink on Goodfellas, Cole? Do you know? Cuddy Sark? Yeah, Cuddy nice. Shark. Is it sh- Sark or Shark? I think it's, it's Sark. Yeah. Sark? Cuddy Sark? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't know. But they always that's the uh, Cuddy and Soda. Or they just say, nice. I order it neat. And that's that's what I think. So I like watch. It's a good answer. Goodfellas makes me want to drink Cuddy. Last time we were in, when we were in Vegas, that's what I, I kept looking forward to every time we stopped somewhere and I didn't mm-hmm. saw it. Where was uh, Cuddy and Water? Goodfellas based, like New York? I think it was like New Jersey, New okay. York. That's cool. Something like that. Yeah. I watched, I watched Casino this week, which is a great one too. I gotta see that. It's got a, it's got a homeboy. De Niro? No, who's the um... Pesci? Pesci. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Pesci. Sharon Stone. Nice. Yeah, it's a good one. I gotta check. I it hear out. the books better. Okay. You but know, that... we were talking about uh, what's his name, um, Chuck Palahniuk, the other day. And I think I mentioned <laughs> the other day, was like four months ago. But yeah, 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 yeah. but but Chuck Palahniuk was like, was like, the movie was better than my book that I wrote, and I was like, dang, nice. And I wrote read the book, and it was good. Okay, so I'm going back. I'm, it's like uh, the uh, the the corn whiskey we drink today. There's like a toasted note to it, like we kind of like what you get I out of like the, that. Uh, the toasted barrels. Mm-hmm. It's a little toasty yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Little toasty, like uh, earthy, nutty. Yeah, yeah. nutty. Notes. Anyway, I like this corn whiskey. So, Robbie, <sighs> right? It is time to retire this episode, and I have two whiskeys that I want to put against each other. Perfect. And let me know if you disagree. But I'm between two smaller distilleries. One we okay. put on last week, which was Triple Sun, mm-hmm. uh, straight bourbon out of Pennsylvania. Good. And then nice the other one is a Colorado rye, which is called Abbott and Wallace, Colorado straight rye. So I'm going to put it between those two this week. Some smaller distilleries, not one that many people have heard of, but still worth trying. Perfect. Um, but that'll be the that'll be the battle this week. Is, like uh, Abbott and Wallace versus uh, Triple Sun straight bourbon. So I'm, uh, I'm keep good. an eye out, peeps. Perfect. Yeah, you know Cole. But I hope that you don't feel sick anymore. Robbie, 
I hope that you don't feel sick anymore. But well, most hope, of all listeners... <laughs> I hope we don't talk about being sick anymore, evermore. Yeah, never again will we talk mm-hmm. about being sick. But most of all listeners, I hope that our love of chill-filtered spirits and non-chill-filtered spirits... Hey, that is and isn't the name of the podcast. your chill-filtered spirits. <laughs> You're both yeah. idiots. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>